0: We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pap 11 podcast today. I have a very exciting guest uh, who is here. I cannot wait to talk to her. And she is going to talk to us a little bit about how she has bridged the world of Western medicine. And more of the mystical medicine, right? That a lot of us are looking for and practicing more. And I found out in her book that we have spent over $30 billion on finding and using more holistic medicine techniques. So I think you are going to absolutely love this show. I love it and it hasn't even happened yet, but I really enjoyed uh, her book, which is called Maximize Your Healing Power. And my guest today, is Dr. Sharon E. Martin. She graduated from John Hopkins, John Hopkins School of Medicine and is a board-certified physician of internal medicine with a doctorate in physiology. She's a graduate of the Healing the Light Body Curriculum of the Four Winds Society. And some of you may remember Alberto Violodo who was a guest here, and he is the founder of the Four Winds Society. So if you guys wanna reference that podcast, you can. And Sharon is also the host of two radio shows, Maximum Medicine and Sacred Magic. And those are aired on the Transformation Talk radio network. So if you listen to anything over there, you better bookmark those shows. And she is a doctor at a rural health clinic and lives in, I forgot to ask her how to pronounce this town in Pennsylvania, but Sharon, how do you pronounce the town that you live in? Houston town. Houston town. Okay. I would have said Houston. Houston town. I know. I know. It's silly. But Pennsylvania, okay, so you're kind of, maybe kind of close to me. I'm going to be driving through Pennsylvania Uh in a couple of weekends. I live in upstate New York. um, So we're not too far away from the Pennsylvania border there. Like where? Like Lake Placid area? I am more towards, so I am close to Saratoga Springs, a little close to Albany, close to Amsterdam. We're kind of right. Kind of west of Albany. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Go up
1: above Binghamton. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're, we're pretty close here, but... You get snow there. Oh, we sure do. Yeah, we sure <laughs> do. Yeah, and we live by a lake, so we get nice winds and ice, uh-huh. and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I'm there's so much that I want to talk to you about. But of course, I always love to start off with the beginning story of how people got to where they were. And you have a pretty interesting one because, you know, I'll let you tell some of it, but you basically had a patient walk into your office one day, you know, you were getting ready to go home. It was a long work day. And here this this gentleman walks in Mm -hmm. and it sounds like this interaction with this patient kind of set you on quite a journey. And let's talk about how you got there and what had happened.
1: So it was a journey to go to graduate school. It was journey to then go to medical school. And then here I am, and I'm telling you, rural My county has 13,000 people. So we're talking rural. And I'll tell the story. And just so everybody knows, it's in my book, Maximize Your Healing Power. And that launches on May 23rd, but you can pre-order it. And if you pre-order it on my website, drsharonmartin.com, drsharonmartin.com, you get free giveaways. So that's exciting. So, I'll, all right, let me set the stage. It's Friday night. We are we're, we're slammed. We're working hard. We're in a rural clinic. So, we're busy all the time. And by the end of the week, I'm tired. And it's five o'clock. And as far as I'm concerned, the doors are closed. I'm done. And my receptionist comes down the hall looking upset. And I'm like, oh, now what? You know, I am not in a charitable mood. Now what? And she says, well, there's somebody here that needs to see you. And I'm looking at her face and I know that this means I can't ignore it because I could say, tell him to come back Monday. And she's also got this worried look on her face. And it's not like he, I said, did he cut something? Is he bleeding? And she goes, no. And then I realize it's going to be more. So in comes this, I'll use words that I've would use now on reflecting back this angelic light face curly blonde hair sweet 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 probably 19 or 20 and he starts to tell me that he has dreams that he knows what's going to happen and bad things happen and I said are your dreams always bad things so I'm thinking I'm in my doctor mind. Okay, what kind of delusions do you have? Are you about to become schizophrenic? You know, what's going on? But he is so worried. And I said, well, what about when you're awake? Well, he knows things when he's awake as well. So I'm thinking, okay, is he psychiatric or what? Because that something's something's telling me, don't just get on the phone and call the state police and transport him to the hospital to be admitted. So I asked his girlfriend to come in. And I said, when he sees these things, do, do they happen? And she said, yes. So I think, okay. And she's not looking like she's going along with a story. And she said his grandmother was gypsy. And when he was born, she said that he had the sight. So then I said, okay, I'm putting all my medical stuff aside. Because if I give this guy antipsychotics, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. What am I going to do? I'm going to make him a zombie for something that he's not, he's not ill. He is operating on a channel that most people don't operate on. And I've had otherworldly experiences in my life up till now. So I know what it's like to know something before it happens. I know what it's like to think of someone and the phone rings. Everybody has that. So I sit down and I say, what's, Tell me why these bother you. He said, I can't sleep. I'm so worried about them. And then I said, I'm going to tell you something that isn't medicine. I'm going to tell you something that's spiritual. You are feeling things from the unseen dimensions, and you have to train yourself when to open and when to shut, because otherwise everything's coming into you. And he said, so I'm not crazy. I said, no, said, you're highly sensitive, but you're too wide open. You're like a sponge taking in everything that's all around you. And unless you learn to protect yourself, you're going to go under you and you're going under right now. And he had this, instead of the anxiety that he came in with, this whole blanket of relief went over him. And he was so relieved and so thankful. And I said, you have to find some other people who are intuitive as you are or psychic and get trained how to shut it off when you don't want to listen or see or feel. And so he's, you could see his mind going. And I said, is your grandmother still alive? He said, no. And I said, do you have other, other relatives who have the sight?" He said, yes. I said, you need to go talk to them. Well, what could have been call the state police, fill out the 302 commitment papers, transport him to the psychiatric facility where he'd be zombied up, and I would have stayed there till 8 o'clock at night, which I was dreading already, became a relief for him and a knowing for me that not everything is about pills. Not everything is about a medical diagnosis. Sometimes people just want to know they're not crazy and that they are sensing rare, you know, maybe they're 2% of society, but they're not abnormal. And that opened my eyes, opened my eyes. And not long after I read Alberto Violdo's book, Shaman Healer Sage. And I knew I need to start learning these techniques that ancient medicine men knew, that they could find healing in avenues outside of prescriptions or looking at your blood pressure or watching your blood sugar. You know, we could go on and on in the details that we physicians spend our time on. And I reflected also afterwards with him that thinking about him, this was a message. I interpret it now as a message from spirit because he opened the door to a path that I took then for the last 20
0: some years. So, but you had such a wise response to him, you know, like how, how was it that you were able one to come up with such an empathetic response to also see it as somebody is having sight as opposed to it being a psychiatric you know situation because I just kind of feel like you you know there's not every
1: doctor could have done that
0: no not at all
1: I don't think I don't think they could have yeah but there are many physicians who are intuitive and many who know that illness happens in bigger arenas my grandmother was psychic as was my mother so, I grew up with having them say things that were like, okay, that's just mom. My sister is very psychic. So, I must have sensed that there are intuitive realms. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my sister will turn to me in August and say, I really didn't want you to get me the X, Y, and Z you got me for Christmas. Well, I had bought it a week before and put it in the closet. You know, so I mean, I'm used to weirdo things like that, but I also knew that he was seeing in ways that not everybody sees and that no medicine was going to change that part of him other than sedate him and label him as defective. And I wasn't willing to do that. As soon as you get a diagnosis of that, I mean, what good does that tell you to tell you how wrong you are? Right. You know, and he he was not actually seeing things because he'd tell the stories to his girlfriend. I had his girlfriend's confirmation, but he was telling stories to his girlfriend that she confirmed. Right. So he wasn't delusional, but he, our interaction probably changed his life, but it changed mine. So I got a gift way more than I th-
0: think I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And your gift yeah. keeps on giving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there were there were kind of two chapters in the book. I mean, there's, there's a lot in here. And, and, you know, I don't know which way you want to go. But one of the things that I really loved was the chapter, Lose the Story, Lose the Past. Lose, is that it? Yeah. Lose so the story.
1: thing that I get... I can see when patients are bogged down and there's people who are bogged down by a diagnosis or a pain or a symptom or they're bogged down because someone else tells them they have this and that and they begin to write the story of their life in ways like instead of saying who you are in terms of your heart and what you believe in and the things you want to achieve, it becomes a list of all the things that they have that are symptoms or broken. And then there are those very few who somehow can only get attention or strokes or feel special by having diagnoses. And they become what I call the merit badges that they wear. Like you're a Girl Scout and you have your badges you know, the badge of back pain and the badge of, oh, my belly can't take that, or the badge of, I'm aller- allergic to all these medicines. When you build that cage around you, the cage of your beliefs, the cage of your story, the pathway to change can't be accessed because you are literally locked in. So the first step you do is be willing to say, what if all of that's false? That's a big step. That's a big step. Or at least be willing to say, maybe we could try something differently. As soon as you're willing to lose the picture you've painted of yourself in this broken, hurt, symptomful situation, then you can start to paint yourself down, I call it a destiny line, down the destiny line to your future self. So, losing that story is a very big step. I think people box themselves in. And I've tried, even in my life, and of course, we're not always aware of the things we assume are true that could be big lies. But I like to say to somebody, who says? Who, set, who, who made that rule? Who is the person who's going to enforce that rule? Well, turns out it's only you. Right. You know, well, stop being the policeman of your
0: life. You know, unlock your cage. Yeah, and I thought what was interesting too, and I'd like you to talk about the assemblage point. So we're talking about, so if you're kind of affirming, you know, it's affirming, I have heartburn, right? Or heartburn runs in the family, or my father has heartburn, right? That your energy is kind of connecting to that that part in that energy field and linking with the field of that certain point. And part of like the coaching and stuff that you provide in your book too is about creating like a new assemblage point, more for the future. How do you want to be? We have to. It's like we're linking up to something. That isn't the mold. So right. Um, love to hear
1: more about this assemblage point. So I'm going to say two things. I'm going to separate it. The assemblage point, as I learned it through reading Carlos Castaneda, was actually something shamans saw that all humans look out, and I'll just use my words, through a window by which we define the universe. We all see, say trees have leaves. We all say grass is green. We all say water look, you know, is this. We've defined reality through the way we look, the way we're conditioned. But shamans are taught to shift their assemblage point. And in, I don't know if you've read Carlos Castaneda's, but Don Juan would whap Carlos on the back between the shoulder blades and his, his perception would shift. I like to see of it when I talk about it in my more modern understanding or how I would say it is you can look at something and declare it reality like your story but if you're willing to see it through a different lens through a different perception you can have a different view and all the choices change I also think of it if we're an energy field in a cocoon or an egg shape around us, and the whole universe is around us, we interact, but with others, by what I kind of put an analogy of. We send out little spaceships and other people send their spaceships in, and they land and they dock. They dock on our little docking stations. We have attractor points for every kind of energy, or we don't. And you don't have to let somebody dock on your energy field if that makes any sense me okay. by shifting your assemblage point, you change what energies out in this vast universe you allow to connect with you to inform you to change you. you really are in control of your energetic boundaries so there's kind of a an, allegorical way to talk about it a little bit more than the traditional or, or very, the ancient ways of Don Juan's teachings. Mm-hmm. But when you interact with the world differently, the world is different. Mm-hmm. We really do create our reality by our perceptions. The things out there may look different It's like people look at things different. The same event happened. But how you take it in and process it and define it and what rules you make it be that govern your life changes your experience of it. So being willing to
0: lose your story is a big deal. Yeah, and you mentioned too that you see a lot of people um, who come in, they say that they're stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So we'll just say to the person, maybe that is very privy on all of this energy work. Maybe they have seen shamans, they have seen healers, they understand that energy follows thought and that they're very careful with their words, but they're still dealing with a medical issue that either Western medicine can't figure out what's wrong and, you know, trying all these other healing modalities, but they're still stuck and they're I, I don't want to say that they're more advanced than, you know, the common person coming in and maybe not even knowing about this whole world. But, you know, say they're, they're kind of up to date on it and they, bring, right. they bring, have they, resources. Yeah, they bring it to every healer, you know, like, okay, I'm going to the shaman. I'm going to the sound healer. I'm going mm-hmm. to the Reiki master. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still find that that issue is not budging. And the first thing that comes to my mind,
1: which is probably what I see in the majority of people like this is there is a disconnect between what they're downloading and spiritually holding in their upper chakras in the upper dimensions and what they're manifesting in the world there is a inauthenticity that they're not aware of where this highly evolved stuff is not informing their human form that how they act and the so you think about below the heart chakra is how we manifest this is the form we bring forth things through our lower chakras those energies of are literally how we walk on the earth the upper chakras are how we download and vision and you have to have that flow going through and they've got to disconnect And then you have to explore, is the disconnect because they're refusing to let it through from some deep-seated fear or something, something happened. Maybe it's a past life thing. You could do hypnosis and figure that out. Is there an actual something that they've chose to block? Or is there an energy blockage and that if you can run energy and disrupt open that channel up? Can that change it? But there's a disconnect is my first thought of how I would see it. Each person's obviously different, but many people are really good at these beautiful thoughts that they have. And they're even heart-centered thoughts, but they are not brought to physical form.
0: Now, is some of the medicine wheel work that you talk about in your book ways that somebody might be able to move that energy channel or to make that connection happen.
1: Yes, and some of the energetic journeys that the meditative journeys that I put in the book are also really good.
0: Yeah, like awesome. for
1: example, thank you, the river, having a meditative journey where actually seeing your life force and you can see it even within your body or from where you are in the world now and out down the path to where you wanna be and clearing it, but the wheel, probably the wheel of the four A's yep, is the written. really good process. That's a that's a basic process definer that can help you no matter what. So, and I teach the four steps when you're aware of something. And then the next one I think is the big is the big cheese on this wheel. Being aware of something is hard. You need to work on that. The next one where you allow, you have to let higher energy in and that higher energy can be your higher self, your soul, could be your guardian angel, your spirit guide, forces of nature, forces of the galaxy, ascended masters. I don't care who you want to bring in, but it has to be energy different from you, higher vibrating from you. And that's the old adage. Everybody says you don't create a solution at the same level as the problem, but you have to bring in these higher, I'll call them intelligences or forces because, and I'll say they as if they're human, they're not, but they know more than one puny human does. So get your helpers. It's critical to have your helpers and to allow that higher wisdom. To inform your decisions, whether you want to meditate with Mother Mary, whether you want to do a little tarot cards and bring in the violet flame, whatever you want to do, go to a sweat lodge and transform yourself with a vision, have another healer help you, do a past life regression, do a hypnosis, get in some higher wisdom. And that's the other thing that a lot of people get stuck on. And we all want to be in charge of ourselves and our changes, but sometimes we're stubborn. And sometimes we're a little bit stuck from saying, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it my way. You can't tell me. And even if they come to you deep inside might be that thing like a kid with his mother. No, you're not telling me what to do. There are people who still deep inside want to do it all themselves. But this is where surrendering to something higher and letting it help really matters.
0: Yeah. And then the other two A's are act and affirm. So we have aware, allow, act, and affirm. So once you've got your help, then
1: you take the action. And usually meditations and visualization helps you know what that is. Do you need to... Do a process of clearing. Do you need to run energy? And do you need to sit and look at your energy field and fix the little tears in it? What do you need to do? Do you know that your nutrition stinks, that you have to take in more green leafies? You wouldn't believe how many people I see with crummy nutrition. Well, I mean, really, and you can't fuel a vibrant, Healthy mind, body, spirit by crummy nutrition. But you'll be shocked. I'll just, I'll just do a little aside here. I had a 35 year old woman who had never, and I underline never eaten anything green. She ate hot dogs and potato chips. Wow. She's no longer with us. Mm. Now, many people who are Watching podcasts like yours are more enlightened about nutrition and they know about smoothie bars and kale and, you know, and berries and, and, and. But anyway, so the act is can be anything from choosing a diet change. And maybe it tells you to cut some relationships out of your life. Maybe it tells you you need a clearing. Maybe there's a wound from a past trauma, whether physical or emotional, that you need to heal. And then you take it to affirm. The actions are finding out, doing something. Maybe it's doing a fire ceremony to burn away your old contract of how you lived your life. The affirming is day to day, you've got to seal that in. You can't just do it once and walk away you've got to practice it live it breathe it hold that intention over and over to make it to make it real and sometimes i think when i believe there are intelligences out there i believe these higher beings have intelligence and so i speak of them as if they're humans or things i can interact with You can't ask, doesn't work this way, to ask for help and not give back by doing your work, doing your homework, or putting out in the world what you said you wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, you said you wanted this, but you're not doing anything. And I think I say in my book, nothing sends a power animal packing, meaning leaving you, quicker than you not respecting it. And that's the Andean, Peruvian concept of Ayni, A-Y-N-I. You want to give and receive. You just don't take, 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 take. Nothing's going to stay in relationship with you. Nothing that matters if you don't have a give and take. So that's the affirm part.
0: Yeah, and I think the action part is really important too, you know, because... i'll I'll always encourage people and i like to use the word co-creation right like you have to co-create with the universe like we can say all these words and have all these thoughts but you need real action we're we we are in these physical bodies you know that requires action things don't just drop from the sky and all of a sudden we're automatically healed it's like we have to meet the words we have to meet the behaviors we have to meet the thoughts or the energy of, who, you know, who we want to be. So, you know, I think the action piece is probably one of the most crucial, you know, yeah. and, and the affirming is great too. I love the exercise that you gave and it was, it, it's wonderful because I've been doing a lot of art with people lately mm-hmm. and you gave an example of drawing out a fire ceremony, which is great because my office, where I am, I can't bring a fire pit here and do fire ceremonies. ceremonies. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I never even thought about actually drawing it. So, you had mentioned like drawing a stick figure to the left, a fire kind of in Mm -hmm. the center, Mm -hmm. another stick figure over to the right to represent you in the future. And then writing all of those things that you would like to release and somehow give it direction, you know, in your drawing to go to the fire. You know, so those of you who are listening, you don't even have to have a real fire, a real fire pit. That's the (laughs) beauty of this exercise. Mm -hmm. And but one of the things that I love that you also put in there is to have the space for the date that you're affirming that this, you know, disease will end or, you know, whatever has been going on with the past. This kind of goes into that the Mm -hmm. past chapter when you're talking about lose the story, lose the past, that you're, you know, affirming, okay, this is the day that this that this suffering will be done or the healing will begin, Mm -hmm. and really giving it a date. And I love that as well. And then the other. Well, you make it. You make it real,
1: right? Mm -hmm. And back to that idea of these highly evolved spiritual thinking people who don't get anything done. They are not bringing it into physical form, and that's exactly right. We're humans. We operate in this body. You have to. You have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. You actually have to do it. Yeah. And yes, miracles happen and they are gifts from heaven, but you have to bring it into our consciousness, bring it into your reality. So I love that you you see that and practice that because I
0: think that is so key. Yeah, it's crucial. It really is crucial. And then, you know, with that technique, the other thing that I love, and I've kind of been doing this intuitively too with my art that you talked about kind of after you burn it, that you kind of want to draw over it, you know, something more healing and, you know, covering it up. And so that's actually a technique that I'm teaching. I'm running a woman's wellness right now and I'm Uh teaching them next Wednesday that were actually my idea, but I might take yours from the book, was doing more of a self-portrait. You know, who do they look on the left side of the canvas of their past Mm -hmm. and how do they want to look on the right side in their future? That's beautiful. And kind of referees that.
1: And the drawing over it. Yeah. After you tell God, Spirit, the universe, your intention, and you've done everything, you've got your help, you've allowed it in, you've done your action, and you're affirming it, there is a moment at which you surrender. There's a moment at which you take yourself out of the driver's seat. You've done everything, you've set it all up, and you say, God, spirit, higher self, I am ready to walk the way the path unfolds. Because what you can't control and should not try to control is every little detail. Right. Because then you do not leave yourself open to the amazing possibilities that could show up.
0: I agree. So that
1: drawing it over is like saying, okay, okay God, I
0: turn it I turn it over to you. yes, yes, and the letting go, right? Let go, let God surrender, give it up, and you know if you' put it, you put it out there. So the other kind of one of as we're kind of moving along here, the other chapter that you talked about that Western medicine kind of isn't enough. I don't know if that's the exact title of it, mm-hmm. but can you talk about where where's that happy medium? I remember listening to Bruce Lipton kind of talk about this and Bruce Lipton was saying, you know, Western medicine is really great for acute things, you know, like you cut your hand and you're bleeding and you need stitches, you go, you know. But you do talk a little bit in the book too about, you know, certain medications can have really adverse side effects, which can cause, you know, more complications. And, you know, sometimes medicines work, you know, work great and they're quick and they're instant. They're not all this work of, Meditating and journaling and, you know, praying. If you have That's- if
1: you have strep throat, you want an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to change your diet enough to eat the right mushrooms and greens to get your immune system up to snuff. You've got strep, it's bad. You need an antibiotic. If you need a knee replacement, you could probably work on that and ease the pain and change the arthritis but that would take a while and not everybody has the skills to do it in a month. So where's the happy medium? I'm all for using what works, but where I would love medicine to change is to bring in some of that ancient wisdom that we're surrounded by unseen helpers, forces that we can use as resources. And on a more day-to-day level, having more physicians, and unfortunately the system limits you in time, but to bring in your intuition and to not be afraid of the medical legal system when you're stopping, you say, you're not crazy, I'm not going to send you to go get antipsychotics. There's part of me that could say, what if he's schizophrenic, I let him go out the door and blah, 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 blah. You have to be willing to say this, this traditional medicine path doesn't look like the one that's going to be the best. Let's add something else. Right. And even when I talk the things that I talk to patients, I say, I'm going to tell you something. It's not medicine. It's not medicine. It's my spiritual or philo- philosophical. And I say, you're, I think you're depressed. Your father died six weeks ago. Is he still with you? And they'll go, yeah, yeah, he's here every day. And I'll say, yes, but you're being bogged down by his energy still in your field. They know it. They feel it. They get it. They don't even have to be savvy to all the things you and I might talk about. They know when you say, say, is your mother still hanging around? Oh, yeah. And I said, do you feel good when she's there? It makes me cry every day. I said, how about letting her go to heaven and you remember her with love, not all the things you lost from her passing. And that release, I mean, that, those energies, those connectors we have with people, important people in our lives, feed our energy field or drain it. When they're gone, there's a drain. There's a, you're losing, you're actually losing power, and they have to be willing. But you say those things, people get it. They get it. You know, so this, I used to be afraid. That was years ago. Now I'm like, they get it. And they're happy to be listened to. They're happy to have it said in a different way. Mm. They feel it. They know it. So in your
0: in your opinion, why why is there such a huge disconnect with the medical community and spirituality? Like I I think we're making some progress. And Mm -hmm, I think we are. You know, we're we're moving in the right direction very slowly, but why is there such why has there been such a disconnect?
1: I'm gonna have to work hard to be charitable here. Science is incredible, facts are incredible, the body is incredible. The medicines, the way the pharmacology works, the imaging, like neat gamma knife for brain tumors, that's incredible. But it comes with us believing in double-blind, randomized, controlled studies. And spirituality and energy medicine and shamanism, you can't plan experiments with it. Larry Dossi has done a really good job doing experiments on the healing power of prayer. But we have scientists who are so trained, medicine has been so scientifically trained to look for proof, scientific proof. And it's a system that has become very medical legal. So there's always fear of being sued. I think one of the big things that should happen is we should start limiting medical malpractice payouts. Pennsylvania is huge in the amount of payouts. It makes doctors operate cautiously and order this. I'm not saying anything new. Everybody knows this, and order too much and allow us to go back to that intuitive place where I may not be 100% right, but I'll tell you what I feel right now that gray zone that has no scientific proof behind it but has wisdom and when people experience it they believe it they like it why do we think alternative medicine is such why people gravitate towards it most of it feels good most of it feels like you're making yourself better and bloom you're going to bloom Prescriptions feel like, feel like you're telling yourself every day you're defective and this medicine's the only way you're going to get better. It's a whole different energy of how you look at it, a whole different emotion. So I do think medicine has to wake up and they have to start broadening their horizons.
0: Yeah. And I think some of more of the, you know, holistic techniques empower people to feel like they are using their own energy in an essence as part of their healing whereas when I'm taking something external and I'm putting it in well that's doing the work you know I mean I've heard people say you could talk to your medicine you know and say hey you know and talk to your vitamins and your supplements and make friends with them Um, but at the same time I think you know if you are going for an energy healing session or Say you're laying down in meditation or a sound bath, and you're focusing and you're working on some of the emotions. It's very empowering to feel your own energy beginning to create and giving you feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that
1: and and it's engaging you in your consciousness, Mm -hmm. which, when that is part of, I'll just use the word the Akashic field, the universal field. There's immense power there. Yeah, but you're right. Modern day mainstream medicine does not always allow the patient or give them responsibility. They don't give them the tools to take responsibility, or the tools are so hard. Change your diet. If you've been eating hot dogs and potato chips all your life to tell you to change your diet, that's daily hard work. Right. But when you engage yourself at that higher level, where you're actually connected to your soul and your consciousness is connected to the Kashic field, you can feel the power and it, it drives
0: you. It can, can move you forward. Yeah. Well, this has just been an awesome conversation. I I've enjoyed it. Every minute of it. Thank uh, you. And so I would love for you to just kind of plug your book again, let people know the title of it, where okay. they can find it, your website and Anything else that you would like for my listeners to know? Perfect.
1: All right. So my website is drsharonmartin.com, drsharonmartin.com. On there is a link to my book, Maximize Your Healing Power, Shamanic Healing Techniques to Overcome Your Health Challenges, published on Inner Traditions, and then If you go to one of the places to order, like Inner Traditions, you can order it there, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You bring that order number back to my website, you get a whole bunch of freebies, meditations, some pictures from my land. I have gorgeous property and animals. So there's pictures that I took that are beautiful that you can use as wallpaper, some chapters and books from other authors that you will like. So that's good. And then what else would be great? The book is literally launched on May 23rd. If you love it, which I have a feeling you will, you give it a five-star rating on Amazon. I'll be an Amazon bestseller. And then that is my credibility ticket to go teach and teach more of
0: this, which I would love to do. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. So just for our listeners, we're recording this on May 5th of 2023. So this episode might, be out before, but I have a feeling it might be out after your right. book has been launched. So so if you're getting this after May 23rd, you had said? Yep. After May 23rd, if you're hearing this, it's already going to be available. So yep. definitely check that out. And those five-star ratings absolutely help authors, even if you write a couple of words, you know, it's not like it's taking your whole day to write a review. It really helps people. And we need Sharon to teach more of this. So let's get her those five-star reviews. Yeah, let's do that. I would love to. April, was so wonderful being with you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So wonderful to be with you too. And I hope all of you who are listening got something from this. I hope that you go out and purchase the book and that it makes you maybe reflect a little bit more on what's going on with your own health, your own diagnoses, your own aches and pains. There's great protocols in her book for joint pain, digestion issues. I mean, basically, she's nailed it. at Anything, anything you got going on, you got to get this book. You got to read some of these techniques and start to integrate them into your life.
1: And even if you don't have a health problem, if you really want more power over your destiny, these techniques and connections will do it. Absolutely. So, thank, thank you, you a million.
0: Yes, thank thanks you. for having me on. Okay, you're welcome. Bye, Take care, everyone. Bye, bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path Eleven podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Pat 11 TV today. Bye for now.